So a quick note before you listen to this episode of Earbuds and Earworms, we are going to be talking about um, the world's oldest profession. So unless you really want to explain to your children or coworkers what you're listening to, I would suggest earbuds or waiting till later. Candy came from out on the island. In the back room, she was everybody's darling. Just lots of goodwill and maybe one small thrill. But there's nothing dirty going on. Nothing dirty going on. And welcome to Earbuds and Earworms, the podcast about the music less traveled by me, this pop-obsessed host who can't spell psychedelic, and... Me, Jason, the resident psychedelic rock and disco aficionado. We, we, <laughs> this Yay. is, this is our second kind of marathon for us, I guess. Well, I mean, we're pretty much recording three episodes in a week, right? Right. That's the game plan. <laughs> yeah, we, we, uh... I don't know if you guys know this, but the holidays are coming and we're trying to make sure we don't miss any episodes. So if it sounds like we're sick for three weeks, it, we're not really going to be sick for three weeks, right? We were only <laughs> sick for a week and we recorded three episodes in a week. But uh, I think it's pretty fair to say that Amy and I are committed to bringing you at least 52 episodes a year. At least. Probably more. Definitely probably more. Um, but let's see. Um, this week, well, we actually got to, we've seen each other like how many times this week? This, I guess this will actually be number three. Yeah, because we saw each other, um, Thursday when we normally record. Thursday we re- we recorded episode seven, which, yeah. which dropped on Sunday. Yeah. And then yesterday we went to kind of an, a semi impromptu kegger. Yes. Jan had a kegger. So it was awesome. Yeah, and I've never had I've never been to a kegger, so that was super exciting. I, I was actually really surprised by that, Amy. <laughs> you grew up in like a slightly less urban area than I did. Slightly less? There were cow fields. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, you know, like I grew up in the suburbs and definitely by the time I was eighteen, nineteen, I was going to keggers in midtown. I didn't really drink until I was 22, but I was super lame in high school, and so I didn't get invited to those kinds of parties. Oh, ne- no, neither did I. I didn't start imbibing or doing anything until I was already 18, almost out of high school. But you got invited to those kinds of parties. Oh, well, I did, and I didn't go. Everyone oh. thought that I was a goody two-shoes. I hung out with a lot a lot of hippies and goth kids. Well, I really enjoyed my prude status until I decided to toss that right on out the door. Got rid of my prudeness. Prudishness. Yeah, see ya prudes. So um that's kind of what's going on this week is we got to hang out last night. We got to um drink, which has probably exasperated my great gravelly voice. Yeah, that was vocal fry, guys. Please angry tweet me at Madam Woolite and at END Pod. Because I did vocal fry. <laughs> Hashtag Tom Wade's voice. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this, we're actually, uh, this is kind of, I don't know, this is going to be a fun evening. So tonight we're, or I guess today, this episode, 
We are discussing ladies of the evening. Ladies of the evening. And them in music, which, uh, you know, last episode, we had a lot of... Uh, it's hard to find songs about being thankful, but it's not hard to find songs about sex workers. Not nope. lots of songs about lots of sex workers. Yep. We are we we have a room filled with sex worker songs. So um that is that is our theme. Uh Jason, why do you think it's important that we have sex workers? Um, well, I mean, they call it the oldest profession, right? Right. I think it is. I I personally think drumming might be the oldest profession, but I'm biased. Is that because, um, cavemen had big sticks? They had drumsticks? No, back then, back then you played with your hands. You, you just stretched calfskin over a circular piece of whatever. And I think people were totally getting laid for money before then, though. I don't think so, but <laughs> if we know if if there are any anthropologists out there, we would like this argument settled. Yes, um if Dr. Bones is out there, <laughs> any forensic anthropologists, please let us know at E N E Pod yes, on Twitter. Dr. Bones and we're talking about people who boned for money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think I don't think cave people back then building drums were using money unless they used like rocks or teeth or salt i still think that you can barter for sex so i think that still falls into the purview of sex work i think bartering is not paying but that's just my opinion that's just your opinion it's okay this is why economics is an important discussion it really is maybe that's a later episode well we didn't cover very much of that in legacy shelby county schools so <laughs> we, had a, we had a half semester of economics and it was a fun class but um we didn't cover very much economics. Oh, I liked it, but I did zone out. I ended up drawing staplers a lot in that class. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I have a whole notebook of staplers from my econ in the high school. Amy, it's a lot of staplers. Yep. <laughs> I had a collection of staplers, too, then. So, um, but yeah, and uh, apparently you have a favorite word for for this theme. Trollops. Are you trollops. Always, Are you going to say it in a British accent? Also? I have to say trollops in a British accent. It doesn't <laughs> quite flow correctly. Okay, so it, send your complaints to E and E Pod on Twitter <laughs> or at the JV Guarantee. Um, uh, trollop was a word that I got, I think, from the Merchant of Venice. Really? We, we studied a lot of Shakespeare in theater class. Oh, I just think of fishmongers and pimps. That's why I always remember is fishmongers or pimps. <laughs> uh, so, typically, whenever someone uses the word pimp, it makes me think about my favorite King of the Hill episode. Or your favorite Memphis-made movie, Hustle, uh, and, Hustle Flo and Flow. <laughs> <laughs> Which also reminds me of um, one, of, one of my favorite places to drive by and see Ladies of the Night. Oh, the, where do you go? Because, of course, I stay in Midtown all the time and I have not seen any anybody. This is just a route that I used to take to work a lot, and it's near Summer Avenue and National or, like, Jackson yeah. Avenue. I hear that there's quite a few ladies of the day and the night there. Day and the night, and you can find any kind of lady of the day or night, especially in the Crosstown area around Cleveland and Madison. See, I feel like I'm just not looking around. You're just not seeing. You're looking. You're not seeing. Yeah. So, apparently, I'm just not seeing but some of these ladies of the night will yell at your car 
Well, you know, when you have like a, a super sweet Honda LMN or a super sweet Honda Insight, of course, they're like, yeah, this guy, he's wrong. He's, 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 or, or if you're driving your husband's uh, GTI. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I, I haven't been yelled at in that car. But um, so, yeah, uh, I actually am really fascinated by sex work in general. The There's a lot of sex workers rights things that are Going around, there's a lot of controversy within the community, especially because there's not, I mean, it doesn't show up so much because we live in a very curated news world. Um, you don't necessarily always see the stuff that's happening in sex work. So I do suggest going and seeing, um, it's off the books. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's really hard to get true information. And of course, Twitter, you can follow plenty of people who really will give you insight into it. And I, I suggest everyone go follow uh, Mistress Matisse on Twitter. If you have any questions about sex workers and their rights, I would just look at her Twitter first. And then she is super cool. And she has done interviews and you can find them all over the place where she's talking about the rights and um, the difference between legalization and decriminalization. And it's a lot of the same stuff where they talk about um, cannabis. See, I use the right word. Thank you. You, <laughs> use, the, you use the Latin name. Yes. So um, it's very interesting. It's very, I would just delve into that for about a few hours and just learn what it is. Because there's a lot of people who also are trying to help and are actually through the legislation causing more harm when it comes to what they call trafficking, because it's generally harming the people who are doing things right. Because you have people making laws about nothing, they something they have no idea right. what goes on. They don't go and consult people who are sex workers and ask them, how should I craft this law? Right. Because And they're also spending all this time stigmatizing sex workers. So um, I think we're living in an interesting time where things are either going to move forward or move backwards. And my goal or my hope is that, you know, decriminalization it happens so that, you know, it's really sad because you can ride share and you're sharing your car. But once it comes to, oh, my gosh, a woman is sharing her body or a man is sharing her body or his body, then... People get all freaked out about legislating people's bodies, which is, it's, well, you know, we're not that kind of podcast, but I can rant. And Jason can attest to me ranting about the legislation of people's bodies. So, right. You should rant. I should, but we're not going to do it right and now. I'm, and I'm glad that you do. And if you want to <laughs> see, if you want to see some rants, go to, uh, at Madam Woolite. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. So, yes, I can go on some pretty interesting rants. So, um, you know, there's all this music that's been made about prostitution and sex work. And so, luckily, as opposed to last episode where we were just struggling for the whole week to come up with songs, this week is very easy. And so, how about this, Jason? Uh, introduce what you brought to the table she's a killer queen <laughs> uh this is killer queen by queen she keeps a moe chandel in a pretty cabinet with an cake she says just like marie antoinette a building remedy 
Don't get me don't get me singing this song. <laughs> it's it's so catchy. Uh this is what I would call an earworm, wouldn't you? I uh, yes, this is definitely an earworm. This is you chose one of my favorite bands. <laughs> it it Queen is definitely one of my favorite bands and I have a lot of respect for Roger Taylor as a drummer because he was also I mean, he helped write some of the songs with with Freddie totally Mercury and every band. yeah everybody, and he also sang a lot of backup, which is really hard to do. I also think that it's required to be a singer to be. It was required to be a singer to be in Queen because you think about a lot of their songs. There's a lot of layering. A lot of layering on this song. It's this is a beautiful, beautifully crafted Queen song about a high end call girl. Oh yeah, and I think she's. I love the fact that this song does not really stigmatize at all. It's not stigmatizing. It's not making... It's empowering. Almost. Yeah, it's it's like, ah, that's just awesome. Like, she's doing what she's doing, and she's doing it well. And I just think it's a badass song that you brought. Right, and basically, it, it almost calls her a nice person. Well, she's, yeah. She's well-versed in etiquette. She's just... She's educated right and she's just a badass who's very empowered and i just i love the song thank you jason you're super cool also you brought queen to the table and there's a lot of music that can sound dated but when you turn on queen to me the sound and it probably has to do with how they layered everything it still has this beautifully fresh sound each time you listen to it the instruments seem to be uh, the way the tone is. It's like they're very crisp. The very crisp. Yeah, they're very crisp. They're very. It's just good. It's just good. I love Queen, and it's always danceable. I love music that's danceable. So uh, long live Freddie Mercury. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that that was a progressive band, and I I, I love that they put out this progressive song. And then there's me who brings to the table. A cautionary tale by the Decemberist, which is is not um, a happy song, and it's not really truly the way I. This is one of those things where I I can love a song, but not necessarily love the message because it's very it's almost stigmatizing of sex work, but it's also it's painting a picture. So um, this is cautionary tale by the Decemberist. There's a place your mother goes when everybody else is soundly sleeping Through the lights of Beacon Street And if you listen you can hear her weeping She's weeping Cause the gentlemen are calling And the snow is softly falling on her petticoat She's waiting for the sailors in the jolly bar. 
dirty hands and trousers torn They grapple till she's safe within their keeping A gag is placed between her lips To keep her sorry tongue from any speaking Or screaming And they roll her out to packets Where they say they're sorry Ragged calls for maidenhead the gunnels when her clothes fall to a bundle and she's laid in bed on the upper deck. Yeah, this is kind of a bummer of a song where it's very stereotypical look down on on sex work as like the lowest possible thing you can do. But um I like it for that final little lyric where it says this is what your mother does when you're asleep. And so definitely I love this song. I know it's problematic. And as my bleeding heart liberal self, like, really contemplates the song, it really upsets me because I think that it reinforces a lot of the concepts that people only choose sex work when they have no other options. And I don't think that's not, I don't think that's truly how that works at all. So it's very different than the Queen song. And it also, it's the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> it's the opposite. And it's also a uh, polka-esque and <laughs> I love it it's super polka-esque uh, I think at one point it changes time signatures <coughs> from a 2 to a 3 and that's kind of cool I really uh, I love accordions uh, this song just makes me really sad Yeah, it I, seems like it's basically about gang rape uh, well that's pretty much it yeah that's what it's about I mean except that she gets paid in the end but um, it's a it's a bummer of a song, but the musicality and I love the Decemberist as a band. So that's one of those things. Is like, oh, this song sucks. Also, yeah, I mean, it's I love that they they kind of paint these pictures. So I think it's it's good songwriting. I don't think it's necessarily a good message, and it is a song that I really enjoy without liking the message. Much like Kesha's um, TikTok, love the song. Hate the message. What's the message of Kesha's TikTok? Just get messed up and party all the time. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's functional. That's boring. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, yeah, I think it, I think it throws a lot of, uh, shade on the job that she's doing. But it's also, it's, it's also, I, I like to think that it's like England in probably the 1800s stuff wasn't good so i i mean it's an interesting picture i'm gonna link to the video which somebody cartooned uh that that that's actually how i listen to the song is i watched that cartoon video first right and it's not the official video but that's the one i really like it's a it's like a comic book so yeah, uh it, it it really is and it's well drawn and illustrated um and then and the then next- it makes you feel worse Yes. No, that's that's what that's what further made me so sad about this song and this woman's situation. Yeah. Uh but then the next couple of times that I listened to the song, I listened to it without that video. Mm-hmm. Just so that I could make sure I was really Hearing. listening in. But that the video you talk about has lyrics with it, so Right. But I love that dun 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 dun. so it's just that classic polka thing too but yeah um my song super bummer i wouldn't suggest that as a pro sex worker anthem at all but it's just a 
and it's within the theme, but you know, it it is. It's about a sex worker. Yeah. Seeing as before, I, I was gonna choose um, a Walk on the Wild Side by Lou Reed, and then Jason pointed out that hey, Amy, your Lou Reed is showing because you just chose the Lou Reed cover. <laughs> uh, what two shows ago? Yeah, two yeah. shows ago. I was like, oh wait, oh yeah, I did. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. This is such a this. We got mired in songs. There's so many songs. While we're talking about so many songs, we can talk about Ear Buddies. So we have so many suggestions this week. Louise, you guys. (laughs) Yeah. You killed it. I mean, you really only had, what, two days to suggest these? Oh, yeah. I think two days. Or a day. Right, it might less be... Less than f- two days. Right, less than two days because whenever I posted it... Let's see if that happens for the next show, too. There are so many songs. I really wish we could include them all. I want to apologize. So what we did is we kind of chose... We chose from people who haven't really gotten to give selections before. So, sorry, Ben. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I am using your playlist to help build the intro. And so, you know... <laughs> There's your credit, <laughs> um, executive producer. But we do, uh, we do have quite a few, and I'm gonna go ahead and introduce my favorite, like, suggestion by Bobby, who pulls a Tom Waits out of nowhere, which is a Christmas card from a hooker in Minneapolis. I'm kind of mad I didn't suggest this one because you know I'm a huge Waits fan. Me too. Well, you've seen my Nighthawks in the Cafe original pressing, right? You mean Nighthawks at the diner? Uh- Sorry, I just confused a painting and a record. I do have the original pressing, though. In mint condition. I did see Tom Waits at the Orpheum in 2006. You're a jerk. So here's... here's Not the first time I've heard that today. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. But here's Bobby's suggestion. Charlie, I'm pregnant. Living on Ninth Street. Right above a dirty bookstore. Stop taking dope. Quit drinking whiskey. My old man plays the trombone. Works out at the track. He says that he loves me. Even though it's not his baby. Says that raise him up like it was on sun. He gave me a ring that was won by his mother. And it takes me out dancing every Saturday night. Shout out to my buddy Silver Michaels. Silver uh, suggested the Ramones 53rd and 3rd. Coming in close second, Silver, uh, was Wild Thing by Tone Loke. Uh, (laughs) It was a really hard choice. It was super hard. Maybe next time. Um, But uh, Wild Thing by Tone Loke is is an old favorite song of mine. It's... uh, it's got a lot of cool samples in it. Yeah. So, but here you go, Silver. Never met you before, but I'm really glad you brought this to the table. I got my 
We forced Naomi to slap her name onto Thank You by Alanis Morissette. And so here's our apology where she actually got to suggest the song herself, which is um, You Don't Have to Be a Prostitute by Flight of the Concord. Oh no, his pants are too tight. My pants are too tight. He stands there, an empty stare, trying to make enough money for his cafe home. You'll have to walk home tonight Don't have enough for the ride The streets are cruel He tries to act cool He goes to work with only his one tool You can put away your tool All right, and Ashley, one of our favorite ear buddies, uh, suggested Roxanne by the Police. I love this song, and every single time I hear it, it makes me think of the gravelly version in Moulin Rouge, too. So it just... Good choice, Ashley. Well, I love Moulin Rouge, and the police are great. Uh, you know, there's there's definitely a little British reggae kick to yeah. this song. So, good job, Ashley. And here is some Roxanne. Roxanne, you don't have to put on the red light. Those days are over. You don't have to show your body to the night. such a great job on such short notice awesome thank you guys so much we we will be asking for your help in the next day or two as we record episode nine and when you hear this episode you'll think 
Oh, that's why they kept asking so quickly what songs to suggest. And it's not just because I'm crazy into show sheets. No, it's not just because of that. <laughs> no, but um, I'll, yeah, it, it's really great. Thank you, guys. We're kind of building this community that makes me really happy and joyous. So It makes me really happy, too. Um, I, I'm really happy that people are out there listening, that people are telling other people. Like, it's just very rare when I say, Hey, man, would you go listen to my podcast that someone would actually go listen to it? People are doing that. Yeah, which is great, especially because, well, you know, I can't just get Dakota to download it six or seven times each time. Why not? I don't know. He seems stubborn. I don't know. I can't make him do anything. (laughs) I know. You barely got him to come on the Halloween episode. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, hey, Dakota, if I need you, can you you co-host? He's like... Nah, I don't know about that. But I still think he's hysterical. Because editing him that one time was hysterical. I bust out laughing. Com- comedy is all about timing. Right. Dakota knows timing. Dakota knows timing, which... I, I it's, it's good I married the guy, right? Right. Yeah, he's yeah. a keeper. Yeah, I think so. At this he's point, a keeper. At this point, I'm kind of signed up. <laughs> 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 oh, wait, we didn't make me cry from laughter. You gotta work hard, Jason. I'm still sick. I am now sick. You're welcome. <laughs> I think in the last episode I gave you the flu, didn't I? No, I think you just gave me something sinusy and congestive and disgusting. We love you, your buddies. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, each episode we finish with things that we both love. And, of course, we went to the kegger last night where we froze our butts off and then burned our shoes our adipose tissue (laughs) (laughs) yeah we froze the adipose tissue we burned the rubber um but no no party no party is complete without uh poncho's cheese dip Mm -hmm. Uh, it it is a storied fabled thing and i know that we have listeners outside of memphis but y'all poncho's Ponchos is better than anything. Some of you people outside Memphis have tried Ponchos. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's. I, I do, I do believe there was a bribe. <laughs> no, there was not a bribe. It was just, it was a kind offering, but it was also to nerd out loud and little red bandwagon people. Ponchos cheese dip <laughs> is about the nicest thing you could send anybody next to like a hundred dollar bill. Well, it's better because you you get eight tubs of it, and then you get to select when you ship it. You're like, hey, which ponchos? So what's your favorite ponchos? I mean, I like the regular regular style dip. The Chipotle is good. You see, I love the Chipotle, and then I love the white. I see, love- I've, gotten, I've gotten crap for enjoying the Chipotle. There's two... I Two heard factions. so much. There was so much like shade thrown last night, and everybody's like, "Oh, Chipotle is not good. It's just terrible." And I'm like, "What? That stuff is amazing." Those people obviously haven't tried it. If it was at Cash Saver, I would have bought it. Oh my god, Cash Saver needs to have all the ponchos. It just sells out so quick. Go check aisle nine. Yeah, and also don't 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 eat at the restaurant. The restaurant. Mm, we're not going to talk about the <laughs> Joe's restaurant because I have fond memories of eating there as a child. I wish I had fond memories eating there as a child. Instead, I just have these delightful, like, the beauty of Poncho's is somehow it has overcome the fact that its its mascot is probably one of the most racist things ever. He is pretty racist. <laughs> I wonder what his name is. I think his name's Poncho. Oh, Poncho. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's the 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 guy is definitely Poncho. But yes, um, please just 
they don't pay us or anything, you can order yourself some drop shipped from Memphis, Tennessee, from their factory. It comes frozen and you can eat it and it's so good. <sighs> do, you, do you eat it cold? Uh, yeah, because who has time to wait till it's hot? I, I mean, not me. I've never, uh, the only, uh, I'm trying to think when was the last time I ate it hot. Because there's once you're like, it's the only cheese dip you can take out of the fridge that's still like <laughs> delicious. The last time I ate it hot was a few weeks ago when I posted that photo of me pouring cheese up. Oh, God. <laughs> warm, viscous ponchos cheese dip over a cheese pizza. Uh, and I took crumpled up uh, tortilla chips and put it on top. Yep. That's that's a that's some Memphis cuisine right there. Yeah, that's a that's the that's the bachelor evening special. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. It did kind of make like you know how they always have these like Instagram photos of like beautiful food. You're <laughs> you're someone. You're <laughs> you're, <coughs> you're super sketchy picture on Facebook of the cheese pizza. Oh my god! Now we got tears. <laughs> yeah, you, knew, you knew I was gonna get you eventually. <laughs> But uh, just go ahead. It's going to be about four weeks or five weeks ago. But he posted this like you can you can <laughs> follow you can follow me on Instagram at tepid drummer t e p i d d r u m m e r. Yeah, but just find the picture and enjoy the delight of that insane bachelor pizza situation also but that thing looked delicious i don't i'm so glad it wasn't like a beautiful cucumber sandwich because poncho's cheese pizza with crumpled up chips on it were those brims they were in fact brims, <laughs> brims chips uh are manufactured in memphis also and every bag includes a bible verse because that's the thing that's what happens with your your chips around here i see that's this that's the schism in the podcast i don't like brims chips Mm-mm. I think they're too salty, but that's okay. They are. They are super salty. So if you want to complain to us about our super slap happy episode, um, also, we would love your views on sex work because uh, there's always stuff to move forward with it. And um, I know we don't really go political. That may or may not change in the future. Um, let's just see if I feel better about the universe soon. Um I but, hope I feel better about the universe, too, but at least, you know, I have a vacation. Yeah, and so, well, no, it it was last week now. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it was past week. So, um, but if you want to get a hold of us and talk to us about sex work or music or themes or anything, Twitter is really the place to find us. It's at, at E&E-Pod. E and you can moan at Jason <laughs> at the JV guarantee and and at Madame Woolite. And definitely, especially you can just Twitter Twitter with me all the time. I got a lot of free time coming up. So just just Twitter. Twitter it all up. And then of course, um you do need to keep track of us on the Earbuds and Earworms podcast group on Facebook because we do post um when we need suggestions and this is a show for y'all. So well, that, well, that's the beauty of the social media is that there's stuff on in the Facebook group that isn't necessarily on the Twitter page. If you want an amazing playlist about, you know, sex work, we have a we have a whole long thread of just so songs. Yes, our friends 
our friends have hooked it up. Mm-hmm. And there are so many suggestions we couldn't get to this week, so definitely check it out. And then, of course, um, you can always email us at... E-N-E-Pod at gmail. Or you can catch us at enepod.com. Which is where you get to see the amazing show pictures. Because I always get to have a lot of fun picking the show pictures. I noticed that you do, and I had thought about what the pod's giving episode. I thought about what that picture might be, and you chose the cranberry dressing. Yes. Like, syndrillical out of the... I'm sorry, Molly. I know it disturbed you. And I'm sorry, Molly, for making the noise. That, yeah, that's all Jason's fault. I didn't... I was... <sighs> she was grossed out by it and didn't want me to make the noise. Yeah, but, it was so gross. Um, <laughs> please please join us at enepod.com or you can find us on 10710.com. Right. And, of course, we also have our voicemail line set up. And I actually recorded our our little message. So it actually sounds like us. On the voicemail. You recorded it without me? No, no, no. It's it's our recording. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Okay. Good, good, good. <laughs> so it's um the it's seven three one four zero zero buds. Or seven three one four zero zero two eight three seven. And if anybody decides to make us a jingle, that's a okay with us. Just saying. I can pay you in ponchos dip. Yes, we will whoever makes us a jingle for our voicemail, we will we will ship you eight tubs of ponchos. You just tell us if you want the Chipotle or the white or the original. We can make that happen as vice president of this podcast. Unless you're in Europe. That's not happening. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it's pretty expensive to ship to you guys. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I might be able to get it to Greenland and maybe you can get a boat over. <laughs> uh, but I hear it's pretty cold there. So maybe you'll be okay in the facility that long. But seriously, yes. Thanks, everyone. And uh, we're going to leave on this. You know it's hard. Got a couple of girls working on the track just for me. But I gotta keep my game tight like Kobe on game night. Like take it from a girl, don't know no better. I know they ain't right. The same people kill, the same people deal, the same people live in poverty with no meal. It's just the way I live, but that's just how it is. It might be new to